0: You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Ryan Myers, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for September 28th. If you wish to make a sci-fi podcast from scratch, you must first invent the universe. Such is the paraphrased wisdom of Carl Sagan from the incredibly influential show Cosmos, which premiered on this day in 1980. Okay, he was talking about apple pie and not podcasts, but it still works. Cosmos, also known as Cosmos, A Personal Voyage, started in the late 70s as the vision of Greg Andorfer and Chuck Allen, the director of program development and program director, uh, which sounds redundant, but they aren't, at KCET, a public broadcasting service station out of L.A. See, the 70s were huge for science fiction and anything space-related, because of syndicated Star Trek, Star Wars, Close Encounters, NASA launches, and so on. So Greg and Chuck knew the public was clamoring for anything to do with space. So they figured the time was right for a space, science, and astronomy show that they would call The Heavens. Problem is, they didn't have a host. Sure, space was interesting, but... Once you started to get into the facts and numbers, it could get boring pretty quickly, and people would tune out, figuratively and literally. But then they happened to be watching The Tonight Show when a guest caught their eye. Johnny Carson was talking to astronomy professor Dr. Carl Sagan, once referred to by Time magazine as America's most effective salesman of science, who had this knack for taking complex scientific and astronomical concepts and making them interesting and understandable to the average Joe. They had found their missing piece— with Sagan on as host and writer, they spent the next three years producing the show, ultimately renamed Cosmos, shooting in 12 countries and costing $8 million, which was unheard of for a PBS show. And then on September 28, 1980, the world met Cosmos. How did it do? Well, I feel like you already know the answer to that, but we'll get into the legacy of Cosmos right after this. Cosmos was, of course, a huge hit. In fact, it was the most widely watched series in the history of American public television until the Civil War. The Ken Burns documentary series, not the actual war. In fact, at least as of 2009, it was still the most widely watched PBS series in the world. A lot of that success is owed to Sagan himself. He had this great quirky way of explaining the science of space that made it so engaging and memorable with a lot of it being analogous to exploring the seas of the Earth and the glorious dawn that awaits with the rising of the Milky Way. But the production itself was equally entertaining. Instead of just being dry science lecture slides, you had historical reenactments and cutting-edge special effects, like having Carl Sagan walking through a recreation of the Library of Alexandria. It also didn't hurt that the soundtrack included Vangelis, who, while he wasn't very well-known at the time, would go on to score Blade Runner and Chariots of Fire which altogether made Cosmos seem less like an educational PBS series and almost more like a feature film. Basically, the world loved joining Sagan on his Spaceship of the Imagination as we explored the universe together. In 1989, the 13 episodes were re-edited and re-released as a special edition, with new epilogues by Carl Sagan and with a new 14th episode where Sagan and Ted Turner discussed some of the new discoveries since the show originally aired. There were always some discussions about Sagan creating another season, but he sadly passed in 1996. That wouldn't be the end of Cosmos, though. Cosmos would finally get a follow-up called Cosmos, A Space-Time Odyssey in 2014, hosted by Neil deGrasse Tyson and executive produced by Seth MacFarlane and by Anne who was a co-creator of the original series and Sagan's wife. It was essentially a second season of the original Cosmos, very much in the same spirit, just updated for a modern audience. And in 2020, Tyson would host another series of episodes, this time called Cosmos Possible Worlds. And Yan has said there's even a fourth season in the works, once that very earthly problem of a pandemic is out of the way. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for September 28th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry.